Welcome to the Principles of Success. My name is Nathan, and this is the Interviewing the Experts book review, The Five Love Languages. And I just finished recording the last episode about relationships. At the end, I ranted about how you need to stop self-talk, negative self-talk. And right after I finished recording that, I realized that I had left something on the stove and absolutely charred the crap out of it. So I was giving myself a little bit of crap. So, like I said, I'm not very good at it myself. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about the book, The Five Love Languages. And this is a book that has probably helped and, and saved millions upon millions of, rela of relationships. And the basic premise of it is universally there's five ways that we communicate affection and love and caring for other people all across the world and the biggest problem that comes from there being five different ways is we don't all speak the same language so just like I'm speaking English somebody might be speaking French speaking of which it's kind of cool the next to the US the top three countries that listen to me is Germany, France, and England, so that's cool, but I got distracted. <laughs> we don't all speak the same language. So, because we don't all speak the same language, sometimes there's miscommunications that happen. And what the five love languages are, are touch, affirmations, service, gifts, and time. And we each can feel and express those to some extent, but there's one that predominantly we feel more, and everyone has that. Kids need, especially need all five, but as adults, we predominantly have one that really resonates with us, and then the others more or less. Like for instance, mine is time. When I wanna show affection and make somebody feel good, and one that I wanna feel like somebody's showing affection and making me feel good, it's spending time and it's doing stuff together, that kind of stuff. But when I have a really hard time speaking is gifts. Gifts mean nothing to me, but gifts mean everything to my little sister. So before I go more into depth on that kind of stuff, let me describe what each of the five love languages curtails. I already talked about time a little bit. It's spending time with that person, doing things with them. You don't even have to be doing things. Like my mom and I, both of our love languages are time, and when I was on vacation visiting them last month, I how I spent the majority of my time, because she's not doing the best health-wise, is we just laid in bed and talked. And that was how we spent our time together, and it was fantastic. We just talked and enjoyed each other's company. Time. Physical touch does not necessarily mean sex, but it can include sex. Uh, well does not necessarily mean sex. Uh, so just because you really enjoy sex does not mean that your love language is touch. Touching includes back rubs, scratching, hand-holding, cuddling, all of that. Um, just being physically in contact with that person. Um, for more uh, platonic relationships, it's uh, elbowing them, uh, hugs, uh, slapping on the back, that kind of stuff. Uh, gifts do not have to be big expensive purchases in fact it, the monetary value has very little um, relationship to how much the gift receiver feels 
for it. So for instance, a big gift will be as meaningful as a little gift or can be less meaningful than a little gift if the big gift is something general and the little gift is something super meaningful to people whose love languages is gifts. Um, so just the thought of giving them something is where they feel affectionate from. The next one I want to talk about is service. Service can include just doing all sorts of stuff, running errands, fixing things. My dad's love language is service. So how I spent my time with him was we worked on remodeling his kitchen. We did tiling. I did dishes so that way the dishes were kept under control so he could get more work done. Um, and then he made sure to at some point stop and spend time with me. So we both, even though we don't speak the same love language, we were both able to get feeling fulfilled from each other by doing the other's love language. So just doing general acts to help. Um, when they ask you to help you with, to help with something, when they ask you to help them with something, do it. And if you say you're going to do it, do it. Broken promises for not doing something is very hard on somebody whose love language is service. And then affirmations, for the most part, um, just to keep it simple for you guys, is compliments. Uh, so compliment the crap out of somebody who likes affirmation. But it also includes things like good job, you're great, thank you, um, I love you. I love you is a affirmation. So for somebody might say they love me, but if they spend time with me, I really know that they love me because mine's time. Whereas somebody who's affirmation, they really need you to say, I love you. And we still all feel all of these and we all need all of these still for somewhat, but there's one that really resonates with you. So figure out what your main love language is and figure out what your spouse's main love language is. And I touched on the um, negative connotation for services, but the negative for affirmations is insults or telling people that um, they suck, things like that. Though words really hurt somebody who's, negative words really hurt somebody who's love languages is affirmations. Saying you're going to do something and not following through really hurts those whose love language is service. Um, I have a really hard time speaking gifts, so I'm not entirely sure what the negative side for gift giving is, but it's just not doing it, I'm assuming. Um, touch is pulling away when they're trying to be intimate with you. Um, like for instance, back to my sister who love language is gifts, but my secondary love language is touch, which I haven't gone into yet, but let's just say my love language is touch for now. Um, it really hurt me whenever I wanted a hug and I'd, I'd do something and to apologize, I'd try and hug her and she'd push me off. Um, so that's touch, pushing somebody away, not wanting to be physically in contact with them will hurt somebody who's touch. And time, uh, rescheduling, choosing to spend time with other people, um, not inviting that person to the thing, those all hurt the person who's time. And I just barely touched on it a little bit, but we have a predominant one. A lot of adults have a secondary one that is not as resonant, but is still pretty useful. And when you're in a relationship, it's really useful when you have at least your primary or secondary in common with the 
relationship E primary or secondary. So for instance, my dad's primary is service and my mom's primary is time, but my dad's secondary is time. So that works out fine. Um, and then just to reemphasize, we all still feel it, all of them a little bit, but kids especially need all five. So try and figure out what your love language is. Try and figure out what your spouse's love language is uh, and whoever other relationships you have, figure out what their uh, love languages are. And there's a nice little test called, that you can take and it's the five love languages test. Just Google it. Anyway, with that, I will leave that here for today and I will see you all next week.